The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. And welcome to today's show, everyone. It is an absolutely picture-perfect day here in Chicago And there is so much excitement in the air here as the Chicago Blackhawks won their third Stanley Cup last night. What a fun night it was. And this city is absolutely buzzing about their their Hawks. Now, each week we begin with the boomerang effect. And the boomerang effect is the concept that what you put out in life is equivalent to what you get back. And keeping on the theme of the Chicago Blackhawks, since I'm a huge sports fanatic, Uh, since they're such a strongly connected team and now considered a dynasty in the hockey world, I would like to address the boomerang of teamwork and having the heart of a champion. Now, for me, I absolutely love to witness the power of the human spirit when it comes to sports and the art of competition. And in watching the Hawks this season and listening to the host of interviews last night, I was moved about the tremendous leadership of the captains of the team and how they lead by example and lead with their hearts. There is truly a bond of love among the players and several times Hawks captain Jonathan Tays mentioned that they wanted to win the cup for the younger players on the team who had never won a cup before. They play with the heart of a champion, bringing the best out of each teammate and inviting each member of the team to play at their best no matter what. Because the leaders play with the heart of a champion, the others on the team automatically elevate their level of play on the ice. They play with their hearts, connection, appreciation, and presence. That was mentioned by our goalie, Crow, as he is called. Those are some of the takeaways I got from watching the interviews until nearly midnight last night, way, way, way past my bedtime. Now, you're all leaders of some sort. You may be a leader of your family, the leader of your business team, the leader of a nonprofit organization, or the leader of a multi-million dollar company. The question is, do you lead each day with the heart of a champion? Do you look always to do your best and help and support the play or the results of the other members of your team? Be sure to be conscious of throwing out a boomerang of a heart of a champion this week and watch the results come back to you. You'll be happy that you did. Now, speaking of leading with heart, my guest today lives her entire life that way. I'm joined today by my good friend, Donna Richards-Muriel. We're thrilled to have you on the show today, Donna, so welcome today. Hi, Fee. Thank you. Let me give Donna a formal introduction. 
Donna is the founder and managing partner of Merge Leadership Solutions. At Merge Leadership Solutions, they have defined a unique and cutting-edge approach to developing leaders based on the premise so eloquently articulated by Socrates, Know Thyself. The power of the most memorable leaders is that they lead not only from their head, but also from their heart. They don't ride the wave of external factors, but instead they know their passion and purpose and they lead from that place. They know their limitations and their strengths and have the courage and vulnerability to be authentic in their leadership. Donna teaches leaders how to take this courageous journey to know thyself. Donna is a recognized expert at empowering people to transform their leadership along with their businesses, relationships, and ultimately the way that they live. She has a passion and a talent for teaching people how to attain awareness to be conscious leaders. So we are ready to dive into this most uh, amazing topic of authentic leadership with Donna today. And Donna, let's start out by talking a little bit about the key concepts in knowing thyself and, and what you have gleaned over the years about working with leaders and how important it is for them to know thyself. Um, yeah, before I jump into that, I first, I need to say 30 seconds on how happy I am to be here with you, Fee. Um, Fee, for anyone listening, Fee has been an incredible, incredible guide in my journey to know myself. So when Fee invited me to be here with her, uh, the, the only obvious answer was yes, because you have been so instrumental to me, Fee. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for inviting me to be in conversation with you about this topic, which, by the way, even as recent as two years ago, if you would have asked me to talk about this topic anywhere outside of probably my own living room, I would have completely shied away from it. Um, and even when I sat down to think about talking about it today, where I started was very, very safe. And hopefully that's not where I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about with you today. So here, the simple answer of how I think about know yourself is a willingness, willingness being the key word, to be aware of your own thoughts, your own feelings, and how you are creating or at least impacting the experiences in your life. Now, that's a really simple answer. I want to say a little bit more about what I mean by that, and then I want to give an example from my own life. So, um, please stop me at any point if I get verbose and you want to jump in. Be as verbose as you want to be, Donna. That's what this is all about. (laughs) And thank you for the acknowledgement, by the way. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's talk about this willingness to be aware of your own thoughts and feelings because you know it's such a passion of mine for people to truly understand the impact uh, on their reality of their thoughts and feelings. So let's, let's dive into that. Yeah, so, here, so here's the thing. Um, this is what I have come to know, partly with your guidance, by the way. What I have absolutely come to know with a passion is that Every experience we have as a leader, as a parent, as a partner, as a friend, as a person, it's an invitation to us 
to evolve and to become more of who we are when we are expressing our most authentic, most genuine, highest self. So, you know, when I, um, when I started in the work I do, I used to separate thinking about this as kind of my, you know, my spiritual life, my personal life, and then my corporate America life. The beauty of what's happening is not only in my own mind, but also in the research and in the conversation, these two things are merging. So we used to think that uh, we stopped developing intellectually and emotionally probably about the age of 20 or 21, child development. We talk about it, we look at it, we think about it in in terms of how we educate our kids. What research is now finding, and it's a growing body of research, is that we don't stop developing. There's a whole body of research on human, or sorry, adult development. So we keep evolving. And as we keep evolving, we can hold more and more complexity and more and more ambiguity and guess what the ticket is into that development it's awareness it's a willingness to look at your own thoughts your own story so i'm going to take this out of the esoteric and into the practical just for a minute there's another say again i said sounds great so there's other research out there that says our brains get far, far, far more data, and I'm not even going to attempt to give the exact number because I'm, it is not my strength to remember specific data points and statistics, but there's, our brain gets far more data than it can ever process in a day. So what happens is our brains physiologically filter in based on what we believe, and filter out anything that does not support a belief that we hold. So what that means is our beliefs are always true. If I believe that somebody is apathetic and lazy and doesn't want to help me, then I'm going to see evidence that that person is apathetic and lazy and doesn't help me because that person's human right? So sometimes they're going to want to help me and sometimes they're not. If I'm holding a belief about them, my brain's going to filter in the evidence that tells me, yeah, of course that person is apathetic and lazy and doesn't want to help you. And it's going to ignore almost all of the rest of it. So the stories we tell ourselves, which by the way, we're telling ourselves stories constantly. The stories we tell ourselves shape the experiences we get. The stories we tell ourselves shape the experiences we get. There's no way to understand that without starting to tune in. And the the thing is, you know, it's funny. The other day, I I have two kids. You know this, Steve, but for anybody who may not know me that's listening, I have two kids. They're six and four. My four-year-old is really high energy, and, and he's all boy all boy, and he banged into a chair. And one of the adults standing next to him said, oh, bad chair, that chair just jumped up and got you. Oh, bad chair, down chair. And of course he wanted to make my son laugh, and my son did laugh. But 
with that is we start teaching kids, and it goes on and on. We teach people that it's outside of us. Look outside of you for the problem and look outside of you for the answer, and it's not out there. It's, it's internal. Yes, there's a lot happening out there, but everything that's happening out there is nothing more than an invitation into your own belief, into your own assumption. Um, an example, and then I'll, I'll pause. The other day, I had such a strong um, intuitive sense to send my husband a text and say, you know, you've been such a gift in my life. Thank you so much. And my husband, who um, is also a very um, conscious, awareness-based leader and liver of life, he texted me back and he said, hmm, are those gifts positive or negative? Smiley face. And what I said to him was, you know, I'm not, and by the way, see, you know this, Mike and I have had some bumpy roads. I said to Mike, I said, I'm not categorizing it as good or bad, positive or negative, because every single experience we've had has been an invitation for me to know myself. And every time I accept that invitation, I move more into the authenticity of who I am. And then as soon as I take that next step, I can be in greater service to the people I work with, to my family, to the world. So that's a very, very long answer to your question. Well, it's a wonderful answer, Donna. And I I took pages of notes here on what you spoke about because it's, it's certainly something that I believe to be true and it's it from my perspective and you and I we just dive deep Donna and and that's what I love about the richness of our conversations is that we can go far and deep into talking about how to make a difference in our own lives and how to look at basically the perspective on where we're coming from. And if we look at the research and the scientific evidence, Donna, that you are, um, that you are addressing here, that it's, there's so much that we are bombarded with on a daily basis that there is a filtering process. And it ba- to me, it basically says life is all about perspective and you know, you are what you believe in. It all comes true. Thank you, John Mellencamp, for that magical song <laughs> that, that reminds us of that. And um, so it's really important in knowing thyself to understand there is maybe a conscious or oftentimes an unconscious belief that is driving your life experience that if you just dig it out from the roots... It, it shows up and then you can begin to empower yourself and shift. And that is kind of the simple uh, summary, I would, I would say, the simple summary of what you just so eloquently articulated. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And that's right. It, it, so much of it is unconscious, which is why I'm saying it requires a willingness. Because let me tell you, both from... from um, practicing this in my own life and guiding many, many leaders through these practices, sometimes it ain't pretty. Yeah. And yeah. there's always gold at the end. Always. 
always. But it is really an understanding of what that driving belief is. And I have to tell you, I was working with a client the other day, and the interesting thing is, um, you know, she she had a really she's had a really rough and difficult experience in her life, and one of the underlying beliefs that we uncovered, which was fascinating, was that she felt. She didn't know this, but she felt that she, her life was cursed. And so as a result mm-hmm. of her unconscious belief about that, guess what her reality was? It was of course, because she filters in that evidence and filters out the rest. Right, right. And so how wonderfully, as I always go back to how wonderfully empowering it is in taking the time to really know yourself so that you understand that you are an, a, an absolute participant in the creation of your life experience and that you can change that at any time by diving in, finding some of these conscious or unconscious beliefs, and then being able to uh, be much more consciously aware of how to uh, drive and direct the reality that you want. And uh, it, it's really very simple. So... Um, thank you for that information because um, it's very, as you you know, as you put it, scientifically based as well as um, you know, spiritually based or em- empowered based. You know that you mm-hmm. you you have you have absolute um, direct control over what is going on in your life experience, and in addition to that, the relationships that you are involved with can help guide you into knowing yourself more and understanding some of these unconscious beliefs and some of the fears that may be coming up, which is really tremendous. And that's, yeah. that's certainly something that um, I enjoy watching people evolve into. And we are already up on our first break. So we're going to just uh, take a short break and we'll be right back with Donna Richards-Muriel. <laughs> on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment do you want to directly impact your business results improve the quality of your life learn to empower yourself or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself if so directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. 
because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And welcome back. We are joined today by Donna Richards-Muriel. We're talking about authentic leadership and knowing thyself. And Donna, as you have seen it, what are the benefits of leaders knowing themselves? Oh, my God, I could probably talk the rest of the call on this topic, but I won't. Um, So let me start here. One of the things that I will often say to leaders is when you look at all of the relationships, all the teams, all the groups, all of the organizations that you're a part of, the one common denominator is you. So you must start there. So... um, as the foundation to answer this question, Fee, I need to share a frame that comes from a, it's a really amazing organization. It's called the Leadership Circle. Um, they've done a tremendous amount of research in conscious leadership. I'm not sure if they use that word or not, but essentially it's in conscious leadership and the impact of conscious leadership on business performance. Um, and they hold, and I also hold, I'm going to use their language, that leaders and people in general operate from one of two stances. We are either in problem-reacting or outcome-creating. Let me start with outcome-creating. So when we are in the outcome-creating stance, we are very clear about our vision or our outcome. Where are we headed? And we make a commitment, commitments accordingly, and we act and we get our results, and it's a cycle. Outcome creating is not sugar and flowers, and it always works out perfectly. You hit your bump, but you know where you're headed. You're headed in that direction. Problem reacting, on the other hand, is you have a problem, you experience anxiety or stress around it, you react you get a result, and it perpetuates. So here's the deal. Most leaders, most people think that they're reacting to the problem, to the external circumstance, but they're not. They're reacting to the anxiety or the stress that they feel in their body. So what research is showing is that businesses that perform best are led by leaders who spend most of their time. Nobody spends all of their time in outcome creation, by the way. But they spend most of their time in the outcome-creating stance. The problem is that 70% of leaders are in problem-reacting. So the only way to get from problem-reacting to outcome-creating is through awareness, right? I mean... If I don't even know what I'm thinking or know what I'm feeling, how in the world do I know that's what I'm reacting to? So the more leaders gain that awareness, 
the more they have the power to shift, to notice when they're in that and to shift out of it. So um, I, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. It was funny. I, here's the power of doing some of this work in numbers. So I, when I do work with groups or larger pieces of work, I generally work with partners who I'm going to name. They're amazing. I work with Cliff Cannon and or Carolyn Tilden. And we've been working with a company who we've now worked with a, quite a number of their leaders. We've had several groups of people. And so some of them work with each other and report to each other. And one of the leaders I work with said, he said, you know, I knew that I was reacting, but I couldn't figure out what I was reacting to. I couldn't figure out what I was feeling. I couldn't even figure out what I was thinking. So I called so-and-so who also gets this, and, and I said to her, I am reacting right now, and I cannot get myself out of it. I need you to help me name it. He never would have been able to do that two years ago. But because he even has language around it, and now he has colleagues who also get it, they can support each other in this. Um, I want to give you one more example. So there, it impacts us both in how we relate to others and how we go about achieving things. So I worked with another leader who was having a, a huge challenge with another colleague. And what she was saying to me is, I don't trust him. He is not trustworthy, is what she was saying. He is not trustworthy. And in the past, what I would have done would have been to spend a whole bunch of time with her on tools and strategies and techniques and how are they going to build this trusting relationship. But because I now so strongly believe that it begins first and foremost with an awareness of self, the question I asked her was, how are you creating a relationship of mistrust? And there was this long pause. Unfortunately, this leader really embraces this type of um, leadership and she said, I need to think about that. And she came back in our conversation very clear about how she was impacting it. Now, it's important to say this isn't that it's just about her. She still took steps to have conversations with this person and repair the relationship. But she didn't do it with a focus out there. She did it by beginning with an awareness of in here. And as far as I know, that relationship has become incredibly, incredibly strong and productive and, and, and very firmly based on trust. So, I mean, the benefits are, I really could go on and on, as I said, about the benefits. It's just the absolute foundation of shifting how you lead. And I, I don't think anyone listening would say the way leadership is currently done is phenomenal and outstanding. We need a change. That's the place to start, I, I believe, I hope. Yes, we do. I agree. 
And so if we go into what you shared at the top of the hour about your son, Quinn, who ran into the chair and the adult said, bad, bad, bad chair, rather than saying bad, bad, bad chair or bad, bad, bad guy that I don't trust, it was an invitation to look inward to find out what was going on to know thyself more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't isn't that a wonderful place to start? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's as simple as running into a chair, and as complex as a relationship that has damaged trust. They all start at the same place. Right. Right. It always starts with you. Yeah. And, and if we're really looking at the premise of authentic leadership. The premise of authentic leadership is that it boils down to you and what's presenting for you because that really is the only thing that you can effectively look at to make change with what is going on in your organization, in your family, in your relationships, in your company, whatever you're you're leading. Yeah. 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 And And such a great place to go and such a great place to be because then you can effectively shift uh, so many things in your relationships. So, wonderful. Um, let's talk a little bit, Donna, about some of your favorite coaching tools that you share with clients that the our listeners can can take and apply into their own lives to be able to start to make some of these shifts on their own. Yeah, and this is a great question. So, um, first, I want to share, I... You know, I I still use the word tool often, and I am shifting my own language, even with myself, from tool to practice. Um, my good friend and colleague Carolyn, who I mentioned earlier, she she was instrumental in this shift in my own mind for this reason. To me, what a practice means is it's something that we do regularly. We do often. We don't just pull it out every now and then. And this whole business of authentic leadership, or aware, it's really awareness-based leadership. It, it is a practice. It's, it's constant. And I think that some of my favorite practices there anything that has to do with creating a strategic pause. So I will often have, let's say today, I would say, but often in the past, I would have leaders say to me, you know, the only time I really slow down and reflect on myself is when I'm talking to you. And what I would, the more courageous I got with them, the more courageous I become, what I would say to them is, well, then that's way too little, way too little, because the strategic pause is where it's all about. So what are the practices to create a strategic pause? And then there's, there's lots of them, Pete, and I know you could jump in here and share some of them as well. So I'm going to share a, a few of them that I really like. Um, and the first one, which you and I talk about, is intention setting. So in corporate America, I'll often ground it in the language, the, the 
framework that I use before often grounded in that language. What is your outcome? What is it you want to create? Even that little act, it causes a pause to say, what is it I really want to create so that I am not moving away from stress that I'm not even aware of, but instead I'm moving toward what I want to create. So the first practice is set an intention or get clear about an outcome. What is the outcome you want? Do it at the beginning of your day. Do it at the beginning of a call. I did it before this call. Do it before a meeting. Do it all day long. Take the pause. The other side of that coin is take a few minutes to ask yourself some reflective questions. What did I do well to achieve my outcome? What would be even better if? And I particularly like this frame, what went well, even better if, because it takes out the whole um, invitation to the inner critic to beat yourself up if it didn't go exactly the way you want. So I'll often say to leaders, you know, you don't have to make this a lot of time. When you're driving home at the end of the day, have a little sticky note on your dashboard or the edge of your rearview mirror, you know, someplace you see it, but it's not distracting. What works well, even better if. Pause. Notice. How do you want to show up the next time? Very directly linked to that, I love journaling. Um, I know a lot of people are intimidated by journaling because it can feel really burdensome. I'll often tell leaders, you know, use a notebook you already use and carry around with you. Dedicate the last two pages. Jot down a few sentences of your thoughts at the end of a meeting. I'm going to give just a couple of more. Sure. This, this one's really, um, people always chuckle when I, or often chuckle when I say this, breathe. This is actually a practice. It's a tool. I'll use the word tool, breathe. And here's why. Because when we get stressed, when we get anxious, we stop breathing without even noticing it. And so to consciously breathe you begin to release the stress in your body that you may not even have the words to describe. So breathing is a huge and simple practice. That practice taken, I'm going to take that same breathing practice two steps further. So one of the things I'll do when I work with individual clients and we'll do when we work with groups of leaders is we will have them, uh, we'll take them through a brief brief practice to center, which can be as simple as putting your feet on the floor, putting your hands in your lap, closing your eyes, and taking several two, three, four intentional breaths, which means breathing into account and out to account. Centering practices can certainly be more elaborate than that. But what we have found, what I have found in doing centering practices with groups of leaders is the first time they do it, they think it's very strange. And by the fifth or sixth time, if we come into the room and forget or don't do a centering practice, somebody will ask for it. Isn't that because, funny? Yeah, because it's an, it's an incredible practice to just get present. And then the last one I'll mention, which is 
there is more and more research on the benefit of this practice. It's meditation. And there are more and more big name, very successful companies, Apple, Nike, Google, that they teach meditation. They have meditation rooms because what research is finding is that meditation is a tremendous practice for focus, for clarity, for connection, for compassion. There's so much benefit to meditation. So, you know, this used to be another one that I would really stray away from talking about this in corporate America, and now I quickly talk about it because it is a tremendous leadership tool, practice. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it invites creativity as well. I mean, that's where so many inspiring ideas come from is when people, it is the pause. It's pausing to really just connect to themselves. And, and that's their, basically their divine creative self so that the, you know, ideas or answers or creativity can flow and come forth. Yeah. 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 It gets us out of problem reacting is what it does. Right, exactly. It allows us to tap into that authentic self, that higher self. Absolutely. We've got just two minutes before our next break. Um, Let's just share a transformational story that can be uh, inspiring for the listeners, Donna. Um, You know, I'm going to start with myself. So... Actually, the story I'm thinking of might be longer than two minutes. So let me say this. Here's what I've come to know. I have really come to know this. That really, in the practice of knowing that every situation is an invitation in, it's an invitation in, that's what it is, to your, your wisdom. In that practice, every single situation particularly the challenging ones, are transformational. Indeed. I use, yeah, and and I'm happy to share some specific examples after the break. Um, But I, and the story that if we have time, I will share, it's a big one, right? It was a big thing in my life. It was really transformational. And I used to think that they all were, transformation really meant that it was monumental. And now what I've come to know is that transformation, it really does come in all shapes and sizes. I mean, some of my most transformational learnings are like, you know, they happen on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Sure. Because I let, I let them and I, I took the strategic pause to, sure. to allow that. Um, so let me... I, where are we at time, Fee? Do you want me to start in on that story? We are actually um, up uh, up with our next break, Donna. So we will okay. come back with that. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Social media is important to your business but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. 
They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+. And they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back. And we were talking before the break about transformational stories. And I know this is something, Donna, you and I can probably talk for hours about. But just share some of uh, the, uh, you know, a couple of quick transformational stories. I know you led in with some of your own. And just to help the, the listeners understand their own power in knowing themselves and how that can really provide an impetus to for them to be more authentic and, and to be better leaders. Yeah. Um, I have shared some of my own. I often start there. I'm going to start there again. I, I I have found that that can be really valuable. And then um, and then I'll move on share one about a leader I've worked with as well. So this is a story that I have shared in the past. I was living, I was in my early 30s, I was living out in Denver, I was engaged to be married. Really on paper, I was living the dream life. I mean, I was living in the hottest part of Denver. I was working for a big management consulting firm. I had been, you know, anointed one of the high potential, high performers. So I was getting to do some very cool projects, both externally and internally. And you know, doing very cool things. Every weekend we'd head up and go skiing and it it looked great. You know, my wedding was planned. We were going to ride a gondola to the top of the mountain and be married on the top, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I actually call this experience the day my spirit cried because I wasn't tuning in. I was completely ignoring, as a matter of fact. And eventually, the emotion inside me got so strong that I could not ignore it anymore. And I left. I left the relationship. I left the job. 
I, I left everything. And literally, I had nothing because uh, I won't go into the details of the story, but the way my fiancé at the time and I had structured our finances, it was all in his name. Everything was in his name. And so I literally had nothing. I came back. I was driving my father's car. I was living with friends out in Libertyville. And it really was my invitation to get more intentional about knowing myself. Because really, when I look back, I knew before I ever moved to Denver with this person that I did not belong there. I knew that I was meant to leave that consulting firm long before I did. But I was numbed out. I was numbed out from the neck down. And I was completely ignoring the thoughts until they got so flipping loud. So for me, that that was a big one. That wasn't a Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. That was a call to, you know what, you're either going to live this kind of awareness-based, lead, you're going to lead this way and live this way, or you're not. And guess what? If you're not, I'm going to you're going to get called to do it anyway. So you might as well step into it. So that's my story of really um, how powerful, how, how much powerful it can be when you don't tune in and how powerful it can be when you finally do tune in. I mean, that's really my example of both. And that's well, rocking I, it to the core. You know, I mean, you were yeah, rocked to your core by just kind of starting over. My core. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I remember saying I talked to a colleague who knew me as always put together. I mean, I presented put together. Nobody kind of knew what was going on under the surface. So I remember talking with a colleague who, um, he always knew me as put together. And I remember saying, I was sitting on the front porch of my friend's house where I'm living, right? With my dad's car in the driveway. And I said to him, you know, when you're sitting in the gutter, I can either look out and see the sewage or I can look up and notice how amazing the stars look. And I've done enough kind of looking out at the sewage. I think I'm going to look up. And it it really transformed my life. And aren't you glad you did? In every way. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me, I'm thinking, I want to give an example of a leader too. And I'm trying to pick... I'm trying to pick one. It's not going to be a rock to the core. Um, Here's the one I want to share. So I worked with this leader twice. I worked with this leader early in my career before I understood that it all starts internally. And I worked with her a couple of years later when I was more in this way of thinking and being and practicing. Both times we were working on similar topics, which was how she relates to others. So technically in her work, this leader was phenomenal. But from a relationship standpoint, she, she, the way her colleagues would describe her is that they felt like she was in it for herself, like she didn't care. 
if you met her, what you would probably notice is that she seemed really, she was just aloof and a little bit awkward, very closed off. So first time around, we worked on behaviors, right? We talked about communication strategies and relationship strategies and how she could show up differently. And she inched forward in terms of how she related. The second time we worked on it, you know, the first thing I said to her is, well, what's the outcome you want? What is it you envision? What will your relationships be when they are your ideal? We talked through that, and as we work together, um, what came to light was that she grew up in a very, very rough neighborhood. And what she learned was that letting people know you personally could be physically dangerous. Not just emotionally dangerous. If you let them know you and they didn't like you, you could be in trouble. And so you can imagine if the belief she was holding from a very young age was, if I let people know me and they don't like me, my life could be in danger. Wow. You can imagine how she showed up with her team. Sure. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I actually remember the day we hit on that belief. It was completely foreign to her. It was, as you said earlier, it was operating under the surface. It was completely foreign to her. Right. And I watched this stoic woman, her eyes kind of glisten. And it was like this instant shift in her. Now, I feel like I would be really um, arrogant if I were to say, in that moment, her life transformed. Because that hasn't been my experience in this work with myself or with other people. In that moment, she got the aha to begin the transformation. And then it's up to her to continue on the path of knowing thyself, right? Now she needs to start using practices of being aware of her thinking, being aware of her feeling, being aware when she's going to that old, familiar place of, oh my gosh, this feels unsafe, I'm going to shut down. Whether unsafe, you know, unsafe in America is not your life to danger, but our body doesn't know that, our unconscious doesn't know that, right? So the transformation began in that moment, and then it continues really, frankly, probably for a lifetime on some of those really big, meaty core beliefs that we hold. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting thing is, you know, it's going to show up for her, and by you allowing that safe space for her to have that awareness, that that was a driving under the surface driving belief that was keeping this distance from all these people, uh, you know, with her and the co- her colleagues. It um, it then allows her the opportunity to experience something different to get closer to the outcome that she's looking to create, you know, in, yeah. in developing those relationships. So kudos to you for creating the space 
the space for her to be able to have that aha moment. And that's what I know, Donna, you're so gifted at, is being able to uh, completely bring people into a trusting, safe environment for that to be able to show up so that the shift can happen. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I um, I, I want to say this just in case there are any particularly newer coaches listening. I used to think that good coaching was largely based on what I knew, right? So what are the tools in my toolbox? What classes have I taken? What? And I'm not telling any of that short. Let me tell you, it's handy to have it. What, what I have come to know infinitely more important than any of that is being, is creating that space for people to show up and be who they are now fully. Because the only way, in fact, if I go back to the adult development theory, what research is finding is the only way to evolve to the next level is to fully inhabit the place we are now. And that's what creating the space does. It allows people to fully inhabit the place they are now. And then they can step into who they're going to become, who they want to become. So that just feels important to say how key that is in our work. And you know this, Phoebe, because you do it so beautifully, how key that is. Sure. And the interesting thing is, I, I certainly understand this myself, that I, you know, always say, I don't know how this is going to work or fit. And um, the body, and you mentioned this earlier, Donna, and I, I, I wanted to circle back around to how important the body is in allowing a, a person, an authentic leader, to connect to his or her body to really be able to guide the process of what may be coming up because the body is such a wonderful tool and it always speaks the truth. And um, so if we can allow people to know that their bodies are going to be a guide point for them to get to where they may be holding stress without them consciously knowing it and just connecting to that. That's where your, your pausing comes in and just asking, what are you feeling inside internally? It, um, it, that connection is really critical in helping and supporting people to know thyself and then be able to understand where those shifts can happen. And I, I always say, I don't know where this is coming from or what this is going what to, it, what it's going to, where, what it's going to look like through the process, but I know the outcome is always going to be greater self-awareness to be able to support the shift. So I think that's yeah. really fascinating. Yes. So um, we, are, we, are, we are one minute to close, and I want to um, share with the listeners how our listeners can reach you uh, to do corporate work together, group coaching, individual coaching. I think that's really important before we wrap things up. I can't believe we're one minute to, to finishing. Um, so here's how, you, how they can reach me. It's D Richards, D-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S at the, T-H-E hyphen, U group, U-G-R-O-U-P 
www.merge-leadership.com. Soon, they'll be able to find me at my new home at mergeleadership.com. But for now, uh, D. Richards at the-ugroup.com. And you in the letter U, not you in the word U. I just want to specify that. Yes, yes. The letter U. U-G-R-O-U-P. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Donna. You have been tremendous. Your wisdom, knowledge, and gifts in sharing these gifts to the listeners, it really, really makes a big difference. I'm so appreciative that you came today to share um, this wonderful information about authentic leadership. So thank you. Thank you, Lucy. So fun to be with you. Yes. And as always, we feel gratitude for the men and women who serve and protect our country. And thank you to our incredible listening audience. I appreciate all of you and wish you all a very inspired week. Thanks for investing your time with us today. And we'll be right back here next week. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Team Mazanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.